Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. And one glorious nation under God. And together, we will make America powerful again. We will make America wealthy again. We will make America strong again. We will make America proud again. And we will make America great again. Hi, brothers and sisters. Welcome to Praying for America. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Uh, This is a... uh, pre-tape of a program that uh, because of my traveling I have prepared for you. I want to uh, look at the theme of not letting our voices be silenced and that is a crucially important theme in America today. Dealing with that is a crucially important aspect of making America great again, restoring the freedom to think what we want to think, say what we want to say, uh, and, uh, and, and make that message effective in mobilizing our fellow citizens for what we want to do. That intersects, of course, with our Christian history, not only our American history, because the cancel culture, well, it was alive and well all throughout biblical history. And I want to start with a reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Then I want to share with you from an event that we had, a national event that we had on this theme of not letting our voices be silenced. And I'm going to show you a couple of special clips from that. So in Acts of the Apostles chapter 4, starting with verse uh, 23, we read this. When they were released, the apostles went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David your servant said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. While you stretch out your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. Let us pray. Boldness, Father, is what we ask of you today because we, like Peter and John, We are told to keep silent. We are in so many different ways the object of intimidation, whether it's by the pro-abortion forces, the Democrats, the deep state, the, the radical left. They want to intimidate us, our movement, our voices. That will not happen. We will not allow ourselves to be intimidated in any way, shape, or form, 
silenced in any way, shape, or form, because we, Lord God, like the apostles in this reading, have the Holy Spirit. We have your Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came at Pentecost as tongues for a reason, because he inspires speech. He instills a boldness. As Paul wrote to Timothy, God has given us no cowardly spirit, one of strength, boldness. So, Lord God, we pray for that spirit on, on, on all of America, that those who are seeking to do what is right, every one of our fellow citizens, those in public office, those in the courts, those in the legislatures who are trying to do what is right, give them boldness to speak, to fight, to advance your kingdom and the greatness of America. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, I want to show you Mark Houck. Now, you know uh, the story of Mark. Most of you do. Peaceful pro-life activist from Philadelphia. Target of the Biden's weaponized DOJ and FBI. The FBI swarmed his home one morning to take him away. Gunpoint. Numerous agents on his lawn. Scaring his children and, and wife. And for what? He didn't do anything wrong, as a, a, a jury later decided. He didn't do anything wrong. But it was intimidation because he had the courage to stand in front of an abortion facility and try to save some lives. I want to show you, we awarded him a National Pro-Life Recognition Award back in January on the day of the March for Life. I would like to show you now the uh, presentation of that award to Mark Houck, his brief remarks, and then the remarks that I gave at that national prayer service, the theme of which was, our voices for the unborn will not be silenced. Now, obviously, it was the day of the March for Life. The whole topic of that service is the unborn. But you and I can take these very same lessons, starting with this scripture and going on to the example of Mark Houck and then further with the remarks that I shared, and apply it across the board. Our voices have to speak up loud for America, for all the issues related to freedom and justice that we are all fighting for. The other side wants to stifle our speech. You know that as well as I. Let's listen to these inspiring words and example. And let's gain new courage to speak with boldness. Our next honoree is Mark Houck. He's the founder and president of the Kingsman Incorporated. He's an author and internationally known motivational speaker as a former All-American collegiate athlete and high school football coach, he has, mentioned, he has mentored thousands across North America and Europe. Mark holds a master's degree in education, is a husband and father of seven children, and he has a lovely wife, and I met them all last night. And they live in East Greenville, Pennsylvania. He was targeted by Biden's weaponized FBI with an early morning raid on his home because of his peaceful pro-life activism. He's fighting back against the Biden administration, and he's also running for U.S. Congress in Pennsylvania's 
21st District. So Mark. So our award says, Priest for Life and the National Pro-Life Religious Council hereby present the National Pro-Life Recognition Award to Mark Houck. Thank you for standing firm for the unborn with the gratitude of the pro-life movement. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Greetings. Glory be to God. Pers don't be afraid of persecution. It's a gift. It truly is a gift. And my witness to you briefly today, uh, I, I want to speak to the, the gift and the joy that has been the journey. And I want to say and acknowledge Bishop Strickland because uh, he was the first bishop to reach out to me. In fact, the day of my arrest last year, somehow he was able to communicate that he was offering his mass, his daily mass for me. And that strengthened me. And I met... I met Bishop Strickland in person for the first time this morning. He opened the door and greeted me and uh, couldn't believe to, uh, that he was there to greet me. So humble and grateful. He's one of three bishops that supported me, and I want to acknowledge those three bishops, of course, Bishop Strickland. Cardinal Gerhard Mueller came to my home two weeks after my arrest, came to my doorstep. That's right, prefect for the doctrine of the faith under Pope Benedict and uh, beginning part of Pope Francis's pontificate, came to my door and uh, condemned what happened and blessed my family, helped us reclaim our home for Christ. And uh, he told me that dictatorships and tyranny are coming when little children are woken in the middle of the night and their father is arrested at gunpoint in a pre-dawn raid. That's where we live. That's the nation we live in right now. And uh, be not afraid, friends, because uh, I've been saying yes to martyrdom for 20 years, and if my wife was here, she'd say that's because I'm married to her, but that's not, that's not the reason, because in ministry life, I've been saying yes to, to martyrdom. So when martyrdom, white martyrdom, banged on my door at 6.30 in the morning, I was able to say yes to it. And, I, and my testimony to you today is, is to be not afraid of that. In fact, I was never, I've never been closer to Christ than I was... Uh, at the federal building in Philadelphia, 100 yards from Independence Hall, chained to a table, belly shackled, ankle shackled. I've never been closer to Christ. I was at the foot of the cross at Golgotha, and I mean that, and that's the only way you get through it. That's the only way we can, we can fight in this post-Roe era. The fight has just begun. And so my, my message to you is be a lamb to the slaughter, when I was in the courtroom at this time last year, preparing for actually for the trial, I was facing 11 years in prison. Many of you know that. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for your support. Bishop Joe Coffey should be mentioned. He reached out to me the, the day I was arrested as well and said, they picked on the wrong guy is what he said. But nonetheless, those three bishops, Bishop Strickland, Cardinal Mueller, and Bishop Joe were strengthening me in their prayers, and I know you were strengthening me with your prayers, but we were a lamb to the slaughter, and as we sat there and we prepared and we went entered into battle, we went into all-night adoration in advance of that persecution. All-night adoration. We adored the Lord all through the night, and we went right to the courtroom, right from the chapel. Friend, that, friends, that's how you prepare for battle. You, you put on the full armor of God. And, and you put on that helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, the breastplate of righteousness, the, the, 
belt of truth and the gospel shoes, and you're ready to go. And so what I want to tell you is in that journey that uh, we were facing no doubt prison, 98% conviction rate, and the odds were totally against us. But as a lamb to the slaughter, we know that the Lord will do the fighting for us. As Moses instructed the Israelites, he said, all you need do is remain still and God will fight for you. And that's what we did. And that's, and that's what I had to do. It was our only defense. And what a better def defender than our Lord, of course. And, and we felt protected and strengthened in the midst of that, knowing that likely we would go to prison. And I asked my... Uh, uh, Board of Director, former federal prosecutor, will the government come in with a plea? And I'll close with this. This was in advance of the trial. They said, no. He said, no, Mark. The government doesn't need to come in with a plea because they always win. Well, I'm not going to ask for one. He said, well, you're not going to get one. Don't you know that the government came in with a plea on January 6th of all dates? Some of those hostages are still in prison till this day. On January 6th, they offered me a sweetheart deal. This is a deal that is a carrot dangled in front of you. In fact, you would not, no one would begrudge you if you took that deal. No time, no fine, no probation. Just plead guilty to something you didn't do. This is the offer. 11 years in prison, $350,000 in fines, three years supervised probation. It was very tempting. I said, I'm not taking that deal. My attorney said, you better go home and talk to your wife. I said, okay, I will. They wanted me to take that deal because it wasn't going to get any better than that. I went home and I said to Ryan Marie, and she'll be at the march with Bishop Strickland and Father Pavone, and you'll meet them all. They couldn't get up this early. Uh, but as I closed, I said to Ryan Marie, I said, the government came in with a deal. And she said, oh, yeah, what's that? I said, no time, no fine, no probation. And she said, and she just plead guilty to the assault charge. I pushed a man away from my son. In the streets of Philadelphia, that's not really a big deal. Uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, she said, you're not going to take that. I said, I'm not. She said, no, because you're innocent and you're not a coward. And that's a cowardly deal. And then she emboldened me even further than that, if you think that was incredible. She said, should you want to take this deal, because it's your decision to make, don't bother coming home. <laughs> she said that. You can ask her that. She's a Spartan woman. A Spartan woman sends her man off to mission with his shield in hand, says, come back with your shield or come back on it. In other words, we got this, we'll take care of this, you do what God has called you to do, husband. And then she said something even better than that. She said, we need to do it for the pro-life movement. This is bigger than us. We could go hide, we could, we could take the deal and, and pull back and protect our, fa our family and our friends and our assets, which aren't ours to begin with. But we need to do it for the movement for Joan Andrews Bell, for Jonathan Darnell. We need to do it for the next pro-lifer on the sidewalk who wants to pray and exercise his First Amendment right. That's why we got to do this, Mark. 
We can't take that deal. We can't run away and hide. We have to risk everything. We got to be all in. Friends, in this post-Roe era, we got to be all in. As Bishop Strickland said, we need to be first century Christians in the 21st century. I love that. That's how we fight. And so, of course, I came back and told them, no deal. And, of course, the Lord did the fighting for us. And we won on January 30th, acquitted of all charges. So there is hope. And now we're fighting back. We sued the federal government to hold them accountable in early November, and we'll sue them again in April for punitive damages. We have to do that, not to, for remuneration purposes, but because we got to hold them accountable, we have to make sure that they don't do this to others. Because if they did it to me, they're going to do it to you. And somehow the Lord told me, I want you to run for Congress. Don't ask me why. <laughs> he asked me to do it. I said yes. I ignored him for six months. But then I, I found out in July that I couldn't turn away from him. And we asked Padre Pio to, to guide us. And my wife and I felt that the Lord was indeed calling us to do that. So I need your prayers more than ever. We spent a year in hell and we're somehow we want to go back to hell. So um, please pray for me. Thank you for this award. Thank you, Father Pavone. Thank you so much. John. But you know what? When you and I take up this call and we talk about abortion, if we speak about it in church, we're told we're too political. If we speak about it in the political arena, we're told we're too religious. If we speak about it in the world of the media, it's too disturbing. In the world of business, it's too distracting. In the world of education, it's too controversial. In the streets, it's too disruptive. So abortion, if abortion is wrong, where do we go to say so? We go into the churches, we go into politics, into the media, into business, into education, and into the streets. Some churches, some churches haven't wanted, got, wanted to get involved in political hassles with the government. And so they've been silent on abortion. They didn't want to get involved in hassles from the government. They didn't want to take the fight to the government. So now with the HHS mandate, the government took the fight to them. And when it comes to that mandate, we've got a simple message for this administration. We will obey God rather than men. As Alveda can tell us, her uncle said one day to the civil rights movement, we've got a lot of obstacles in our way, but we're not going to let anything turn us around. 
We're not going to let no dogs turn us around, no water hoses turn us around, no police clubs or jail sentences, and we're not going to let any injunctions turn us around. And so today I say to you, in the pro-life movement, no Planned Parenthood is going to turn us around. No biased media is going to turn us around. No HHS mandate is going to turn us around. No Obama administration is going to turn us around. do this in unity. My gratitude to Mark Houck. My gratitude to all of you who speak with boldness. Let's ask now again the Holy Spirit to keep fanning that flame within us. Come, O Holy Spirit of God, you who give speech to the tongue. Come, O Holy Spirit of fire and truth, who descended upon those apostles at Pentecost. Come, Lord, Holy Spirit, and fill us with that truth. Fill us with that truth as was said to the prophet Jeremiah, that your words would be placed on our lips. Holy Spirit, place your words of truth on our lips. As Paul said that we must wear the armor of God each day, so Holy Spirit, fasten the belt of truth around our waist. As the Lord Jesus himself said, revealing who he is, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So, Holy Spirit, plant that truth of Jesus in our hearts as he promised that you would remind us of everything that he said. Make us bold. We are bold, Holy Spirit, because we are not speaking on our own authority. Not even you speak on your own authority. Not even Jesus. Because Jesus said, my teaching is not my own. It comes from the one who sent me. And he said of you, O Holy Spirit, that you would not speak on your own, but remind us of all that he told us. And so keep us in this boldness that comes from knowing that our words carry a far greater authority than us. They carry the authority of you, the one God. And now, taking together all our prayers, and we include all the intentions for everyone watching now, we use the words that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Friends, it's a joy to be with you. Please connect with me on social media. I'm at FR Frank Pavone on all the major platforms, at FR Frank Pavone. Connect with our ministry's main website, which is endabortion.us, and we will talk to you soon.
Hello, this is Abby Johnson of Unplanned the Movie. You know me as a longtime supporter of Priest for Life and of Father Frank Pavone. And I just want to encourage you as someone who knows of the great work of this organization, please continue to stand strong. Please continue to support this mission. It is so needed now more than ever. Thank you so much for all of your support. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.